Hello, hello, and welcome to Monster Seeking Meeple, um, where a, you know, a bunch of friends get together and talk about some horror-related board games, give our thoughts and opinions on them, and whether they're worth playing. Uh, my name is Cole, and here with me today are my hosts, uh, This Tyler. is Tyler. And this is Josh. And today we'll be talking about the uh, recently released horror board game, Horrified. Um, this game was published by Ravensburger North America, designed by Prospero Hall. Uh, Ravensburger North America is also known for releasing, you know, Villainous and the most recent, you know, Jaws board game. This game, you know, it does involve playing with the Universal Studios, you know, monsters, um, you know, that are licensed. You know, that includes The Mummy, Frankenstein's Monster and His Bride, Dracula, The Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and The Invisible Man. Playtime is typically about 60 minutes, ranges from one to five players. It was released on August 1st, 2019. And currently on Board Game Geek, it does have an 8 out of uh, 10 of 635 uh, ratings. Uh, so in that regard, I did want to pass it over to my hosts here. I just want to see, growing up, did you guys ever have any experiences with these monsters in particular, or even the original films that have been released around these, you know, these topics? Well, I was kind of surprised that they were all licensed by Universal at this point. That was news to me, but... Because kind of growing up, I didn't have much experience with these. I mean, these uh, types of versions of these characters have been adapted by other types of media um, so many different ways and times. But I've I've read Dracula, the novel, and Frankenstein, which didn't actually involve the bride. And so, but I've never watched, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon or, you know, the, the... the piece with the invisible man i've never actually watched those um but i feel like i should have because of just how much you see them and how much they inspired horror to this day yeah um it's very clear based on the art style of the game that black and white films um these mm-hmm. creatures look exactly like those pictures you've seen of of the wolf man and the creature mm-hmm. from the black lagoon and all that I also have not seen these classics, but um, I've seen these creatures pop up all over the place in horror television and film, you know, ranging from Buffy the Vampire Slayer to Supernatural. These are these very core mythologies that the horror genre really sprung from, um, oftentimes going back to books like Frankenstein and Dracula and stuff like that. So um, the game is definitely really drawing from the roots of the horror genre. Yeah, it feels like I haven't seen them, but I basically have because of how many times they've been referenced. I know who the creature is. I know who the mummy is. I know Frankenstein. You know what I mean? So it feels like because of how much they've been referenced, they're just a part of our knowledge at this point uh, for reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, they're just pop culture icons. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, myself as well. I've, I've never seen like any of the original films and as I haven't read any of the books either, but because they're referenced in so many different forms of media at this point, And so often it, they're just so easily recognizable and have just become a staple in, I would say American culture. But in that regard, uh, you know, we can start going into the game itself, kind of how it plays, what it reminds us of, and then, you know, kind of discuss how we felt about the game. Uh, So the way this game is going to play is you have a choice of seven heroes. You know, they all are, you could just randomly select them. 
They each have their own separate abilities that have an effect on the game. And from there, depending on the amount of difficulty you want, you can choose to play against two monsters, three monsters, or four monsters, you know, four being the hardest difficulty. And what you do is you'll have a map in front of you uh, with a set, you know, number of items that are randomly placed on the map. And basically the goal is to just go around, collect these items, use them to either defeat the monsters or solve a puzzle related to the monster. Um, and then once defeated, and once all of them are defeated, you'll win the game. While you're doing this, you know, the monsters are going to be hunting you down, trying to kill you. There are random villagers, you know, that will spawn depending on the cards that you draw. And you want to try to protect them as the monsters also try to kill them. But all in all, you, you're, the main goal is just move around the map, collect pieces, and then try to defeat the monsters. So that's just kind of how it plays in general. But, you know, since we've played a couple rounds now, I just wanted to see, you know, how does everybody feel about the game? How was your experience? And, you know, what were some of the positives you had in regards to this? Yeah, uh, first of all, I'd like to talk about, I feel like it goes without saying that we got this game from Target and it's definitely made for a universal audience. It was released with the intent of being near the Halloween season and is similar in other entry-level board games where it is not hard to teach. You can kind of get a feel for the game in just a couple minutes. The theme is very easily recognizable because of these horror icons and overall does not have a long, a hard learning curve. Um, so for, for that reason, I feel like it's a very easy game to introduce to other people and have fun with. And the art on the board game right from the beginning will already tell you what you need to know. But I do feel like that works for it. Yeah, um, going off of that, it, the play style of the game made me think of like Arkham Horror and Eldritch Horror, mm -hmm. but where those games are very difficult even just to pick up, let alone to play, this game felt like it was kind of just the right level of strategy and difficulty, where it, it took a, a, a little bit of time to kind of get into the groove of like forming a strategy, but it wasn't so dense and so complicated that you felt like you didn't know what to do. It was like pretty quickly you were at least able to be have some sort of a plan even if it wasn't your mm -hmm. end goal you knew what you were going to do within the next turn uh so i thought uh strategy wise it was very well done i think the art style is beautiful i think the pieces are very well crafted so yeah i i really like it in, from that aspect mm -hmm. I, I i don't mean to repeat everybody but um the art style it's just it's it's simple, it's clean, it's just that old design of what you would think the monsters would look like, as was previously said. It's colorful, it's just, aesthetically, it's 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 a very well-looking game. And I know we want to try to, you know, review this game by itself as a whole, but it's just, it's so easy to compare it to Arkham Horror, because the playstyle is almost exactly the same. But that's where I would agree as well, like on a positive note, just going from that game to this, it's just, it's so much simpler. It's just, it's... It's a lot easier to understand up front, even though I do agree, like, there's a little bit of a learning curve at first, but once you kind of understand that, you realize it's it's not that complicated of a game, just it's going to come down more to strategy and how you can react to the situations that are popping up in the game. I mean, overall, like, it, it was fun. Like, I, me personally, I did have a lot of fun with the game, 
and I just it, the way it's designed, I did I did have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, the monsters vary in difficulty from I think Dracula being the simplest to um, someone like Frankenstein being more difficult and just how their mechanics work. But it never felt like it was too much to keep track of. At any given point, you kind of know what your next turn is going to be, which can shift based on a card that's drawn to that dictates where the monsters move and attack. Uh, that can shift kind of like a, a change in plans type, but it wasn't ever like you had to really think that out. It was kind of, um, okay, well, now I'm going to do this. And it's easy to confer with your uh, teammates and board games cooperative what we you guys should be doing next and get their input and for that reason it never really takes that much deliberation to kind of decide what the next course of action is mm -hmm. and i really love that each of the monsters has its own mechanic for how to defeat it um, it makes it a lot more unique with each experience um, because there are six different monsters and you're playing with a maximum of four or a minimum of two. And so it gives the game, it kind of shakes the game up a bit and makes it fun each time you play it because you're doing different things mm -hmm. each, each time you play. Yeah. I, I want to touch on that real quick. Like the, the monsters, they all are, are all completely different from each other. And, you know, each monster basically has their own like mini puzzle that you have to solve or resolve before you can, you know, fully defeat them. And each one is completely different from the other. And it's just, it's a lot of fun that they put that much effort and time into creating such unique monsters with unique strategies to defeat them. I do feel like, though, some of the monsters and their mechanics end up being derivative of each other. You know, the Wolfman is going to move in the similar way that the Mummy will and attack. And then the way to defeat each of the monsters is kind of similar to another. Um, it doesn't take that much more thought in order to defeat the creature than it would be the invisible man. You just got to go collect these tokens that are laid out through the map and go to the certain area in order to use them and use them in a calculated way. Um, they definitely do feel different, but I do feel like there isn't enough asymmetricalness to the monsters that it could have been would you guys agree or disagree yeah i think that's fair i've only played through the game once completely but i do feel like so there are three different colors of item that you need to pick up to defeat these creatures and i found like the first stage of defeating was often one similar color and the second stage was often a different color and so you might be at one point trying to collect a bunch of different colors, but then only one color is important for a large portion of your gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, so it could make things a little stagnant, and particularly some of the puzzles are simple and some are more fun. For instance, I, I really like the mummy because it's literally a puzzle. You're moving pieces mm -hmm. around until you can make it work. But the creature all you have to do is keep throwing items at it until you like move across the board to where yeah. you need to get to. And so that's, that's pretty simple and kind of a time sink. I, I mean, I get, I get what you guys are coming from and I think that's definitely a valid point, but <laughs> I, I kind of slightly disagree. I, I feel like they were different enough to where 
even though there's only three different colors of items and they're all being used in kind of a similar way to defeat each monster, each monster just felt like its own separate threat and there was a different way to defeat that monster. Like, you know, using that mummy as an example, you do have to literally solve a puzzle to defeat the mummy while versus the Wolfman, you have to get a certain color with a certain number in order to create a potion, you know, to then try to defeat him. I just, I felt like it was a different enough for me, um, even though they were using just a similar idea of use this color to defeat the puzzle and then use the different color to then finally defeat the monster. But I definitely get where you guys are coming from. Well, because in the end, the way to defeat these monsters is collecting a certain uh, uh, pattern of these multicolored tokens, right? So the tokens are the tools in order to defeat these monsters. So you can't be too different as they all do need to slightly involve these tokens, but they just interpret them in different ways. Mm -hmm. So, right, it doesn't, I don't think, really take away from the experience. I just would have wanted something stronger to feel like I was facing Dracula versus the Invisible Man. I don't feel like there's too much there that really lends itself to how different they are uh in that regard then you know since we've kind of been touching on the positives and how how the game is played as a whole did we kind of want to go into some of the maybe the more negative experiences or criticisms of the game yeah i've got some negative thoughts on the game (laughs) (laughs) all right let's hear so so uh, granted i've only played it through once but i do have to say i liked so much about the game up until the end I felt like I felt like the time that we were playing we were very strategic, we were doing really well. We honestly had lucked into a lot of things and yet um we barely honestly some through luck we barely won and we were playing on regular with three monsters um and we ran out of uh monster ability cards and if you run out of the deck and the game is over and we literally had no more cards in the deck and we were on our last turn and barely managed to kill the last monster and it felt to me like if we were playing on regular that and that we were doing well i didn't feel like we were scrambled i I felt like we were working together and we only had died a handful of times so doing that well and still barely winning the game feels unbalanced to me um particularly because the three of us have played a lot of strategy games. We're not new to this, but the game is kind of being marketed towards family and children. It's showing up in stores like Target. Um, so if this, if it's that difficult to win the regular mode, I, I think that would be very off-putting to a lot of people, especially because there's a hard mode that adds another monster, and mm-hmm. I, I don't see how that's even possible. Yeah. Uh, my first time playing this... I did have this playthrough with Cole as well. Involved involved five rolled. people. <laughs> and it did feel like the game didn't really have a good balance for the, the more number of players. It felt like the smaller number of players, the less chance that you're going to die because the monsters have to move more to get to um, one of the characters. And they there was more tokens to share around those characters. So there was more survivability, but the higher number of players, the more spread out you're going to be on the map, the higher the chance the monster will get to you as they always move to the next, the closest available character. And then uh, one hit you're dead. 
and the more times you die, the closer you are to losing the game in general. So it did feel like our first experience wasn't necessarily, it didn't feel balanced. It felt like we were making all the right decisions, like Josh was saying, and yet we still lost. And it makes, it goes back to thinking, well, what could have we done? The decision-making isn't that difficult, but were there choices that we should have made, risks we should have taken? Because we just kept losing and there wasn't enough resources to go around. But on our the time when um, there were three players, there was way more resources to share among characters. And so it, I don't feel like the game kind of distinguished, oh, well, there's going to be more players. There's going to be... Uh, it's going to be harder for you. It didn't feel like it made that distinction, but that's the vibe that I got from it when I played, that it was harder the more players you put in. Um, I I would agree with that criticism, just because that same resource that you need to defeat the monsters and solve their puzzles, it's the same thing that keeps you alive. Uh, so what tends to happen is in those like you know five-player games, at least the one that we experienced is, you know, people were picking up maybe one to two resources, but if they get hit twice, then there go their resources the next turn. They're just going to have to sit there with no way of blocking any attacks. And it's just, it, it's unfortunate that at that point you would almost have to travel in pairs just to prevent people from dying. <laughs> but then that just feels almost like just a waste of a turn to just keep following somebody around. It, it, it definitely was, it was difficult. And it felt like there wasn't a major way to kind of get around, get around some of these difficulty issues. Like one thing we experienced when we were all playing together that I don't know if I was necessarily annoyed with, or maybe there was a strategy I could have done to get around this, but if a monster's on you and at the end of their turn, you know, the monster is going to move an attack. I tended to notice that the monster is just going to keep following you around unless there's a special card that, you know states otherwise so like if you're being attacked you're just i don't know i feel like there's a good chance you're just going to keep getting attacked and if you can't keep picking up items then you're just going to keep dying and i just i just felt that was a little imbalanced <laughs> i wish there was another way to potentially avoid those attacks instead of just wasting all those items that you're tr trying to pick up to also defeat the monsters so just yeah. kind of criticism i had there there's like a chance that the monsters die, will roll and miss, but you got obviously can't rely on that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the more players that there are, once again, it is a not a simultaneous turn taking. So if you take your turn and there's a monster right near you, the monster will attack after every player's turn. Well, the monster will at least get a move. And so for that reason, if you have to wait four times to come back around so that you can um, take your action and there's a high probability that you're going to either run out of all your resources or die before that happens, mm -hmm. which isn't really a fun experience because there wasn't anything you could do about it. And yeah, truly the only workaround around that, <laughs> around that is if you're on the space with another player. You guys can choose who gets hit in, during those attacks. But again, like in those five pro games, that means you would have to be following somebody around. And it just seems like it just seems like a waste of a turn at that point. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. I, I mean, I had fun with this game, but I, I do think 
it's it's very difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult to win. And I think from our experience, and I know Josh, you were stating this as well, is that like the two monster variant would probably be too easy. And then that four monster variant would probably be next to impossible <laughs> to, to defeat. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to tell though, if the game is making it difficult based on the chance of this monster deck, because then every turn, some monsters may not even attack or move. You could draw a card that involves Frankenstein and Frankenstein not being even in the game at that time negates the effect of that card. So it's hard to tell if the game is uh, organically creating the hard experience or if the chance itself is uh, is what it's relying on. So for that reason, I feel like it, it would take a couple playthroughs for me to fully understand that. And the game does give you, each player, the ability to draw these um, perk cards that give you abilities that really you should save to when you need to use it for when you need to get someone out of those sticky situations. And so there is some thought there about when you should and use that and some choices and risks you have to take. But it is hard to say and hard to tell, oh, if I would have used it at this time, would I would I have lived? Would I have saved someone? Because they well, are one-time use. I want to touch on like what you were stating there and like them, you know, trying to intentionally make the game difficult or whether it was like a strategy flaw in our plan kind of thing. One thing that I feel like <laughs> is just them trying to make the game difficult and a little more suspenseful is that frenzy uh, token, which mm -hmm. at whenever you're playing the game, one of the monsters is labeled as a frenzy monster and that can swap during the game. But what that basically means is that when you draw that monster card on who's going to attack, those cards can also have a frenzy token. And what I felt happened too often <laughs> is that the frenzied monsters icon can pop up let's say let's say it's the mom the mummy but then the frenzy token will pop up as well so then the mommy gets to go twice and attack twice and mm -hmm. i that just tended to lead to a monster that would just steam through steam through everybody like it would either just focus on one character and just annihilate them or if there was villagers around and it killed a player then it would just go flying through the villagers and kill all of them i just mm -hmm. i feel like that frenzy token more often than not, led to just an unfun experience of a monster who is basically just unstoppable rolling through everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just felt like that was like a, just them trying to make the game more difficult, understandably more suspenseful, but just not a fun mechanic in my opinion. Uh, did you guys have any other criticisms though in, in regards to maybe like some of the, the losing factors or even the villagers in particular? I liked the villager spawning mechanic. Um, it definitely adds a level of difficulty, but until our first villager spawned, I was kind of thinking the game was a little simple. So I thought that that added a good level of complexity to the game. Um, and it's also a nice reward to get those um, special cards every time you rescue a villager. Definitely my biggest qualm is with the like ticking clock of the, the monster deck running out because with Pandemic, um, you know, a, a huge part of losing Pandemic is the deck running out because it's another mm -hmm. cooperative game. And I felt like there was just enough cards in that deck that you were still feeling, like, rushed, but it wasn't like... It didn't feel like we only have that much time. You know, it wasn't like 
it coming down right to the last card without being able to like look back at what you did and be like, okay, we wasted a little time there. Whereas this, I really didn't feel like we wasted any time. I didn't feel like we made any huge errors. I felt like we were playing the game exactly how we were supposed to, and yet we still barely got in before the clock ended. And so I, Wait. I think the game could benefit with a couple more cards, maybe just five. Yeah, I, I mean, t- we we were down to the wire. We if we hadn't uh, won on that turn, we would have lost the next turn. <laughs> it was yeah. like down to the absolute wire. I do think part of that reason for that game in particular was the mummy. I think the mummy's like the most fun because of that puzzle as well. But it based off of the other monsters that we faced, he also required the most resources just to solve that puzzle. And I think if it might have been a different monster, we probably would have won a little sooner. But I, I do agree, like, we, in that game in particular, we were doing everything correctly. I don't think we could have done anything, you know, honestly better to kind of win that game. So it was a little strange that we were like, oh, it's the last turn and we're winning now or we've lost. So yeah. I, I definitely understand that sentiment. Yeah. Each of the characters has their own um, unique uh, ability that they can use as one of their actions with the mayor being one who doesn't get an ability, but rather just an extra action that you can take. And I really like that um, as it gives a sort of um, uniqueness to each character and makes it feel like you're a part of a team uh, when you go into these type of cooperative games. Although I have gotten a character, the scientist, which didn't was was a useful ability, but it didn't ever feel like it was the best time. It never felt like I was truly contributing using my ability in order to help the objectives. It felt like, oh, if this situation comes up, my ability will work really well. But those situations didn't come. And I know we had another player whose ability did not come in useful very often. And I don't know if that's so much of an imbalancing of the characters, but rather the game doesn't always set up some of these situations for it to happen. And I feel like it uh, is lacking in that department as far as making it your character unique and that the same way Eldritch Horror and Arkham Horror really pull in each of the characters being distinguishable and different and having that whole backstory to them. Uh, Horrified doesn't really give you that much. They feel like redundant archetypes of the horror genre but mm. which serves a purpose but i felt like it could have done more one one like last quick criticism i had um and it just to kind of go back off of what you know josh was stating like you know this is popping up in pretty much every major retailer and it looks like it's being advertised to mostly families is even though it's like a much like a simpler and it is and i had a lot of fun with this like version of arkham horror it feels like it's it's got a little bit too much <laughs> strategy, I guess, and a little uh, too much like unforgivingness uh, for like a family to jump into and play. Because I, I would definitely see like a family picking this up, playing it, and then losing because of how difficult it, it can be if you're playing on that normal mode. Yeah, I don't know if, about you guys, but my family probably would not have fun with it. But my family was never big into tabletop games in general, but I just feel like this game, while I feel like it definitely could be marketed towards families, I feel like it's marketed towards just very casual board gamers 
in general who I think could forgive some of these things easier as it's all about the experience. Oh, I'm facing Dracula. That's really cool. I feel like it's not made for people who play a lot of games because it's easier to notice these type of like inconsistencies. So I feel like for a casual player, I'd like to see their experiences with it and see if they had fun overall. Maybe we're a little jaded (laughs) having played so many board games, but I, I, I could see like a casual gamer coming into this and maybe not having the best experience, but maybe being a little more forgiving into, you know, some of these imbalances. You know, all that being said, though, did you, do you guys have like any final thoughts about this game um, that you just wanted to briefly touch on? And then we can kind of go into, you know, what our rating would be. You know, I think we've kind of touched on everything as far as I can think of. OK. Um, in that case, uh, how, how do you feel about the game then? Like, what would you give it overall? Out of a 10? Um, I, I'm very hot and cold about this game because I, I really did enjoy playing it. But I felt like even though we won i felt kind of screwed over in the end because it was so close and i just feel like when nothing's going wrong how did we barely win so i'd probably give it a six out of ten although my rating would be higher if if i felt like the normal mode was a little more forgiving yeah i feel like i i i can agree with this hot and cold sentiment in that the qualities of it jump right out. Um, I really love the art direction they took with it. The components feel very well done, um, the pieces. And it feels like a type of game that was marketed towards me as a board gamer and liking the horror genre. You know, it's one that I'll go through the store and I'll look and I'll see and I'll want to play that and it'll get me excited to want to pull this out or if friends come over and I need to teach them a game around Halloween, it'd be so easy to do this and still have a fun experience. But as far as when you start to play and notice these kind of flaws with it, it really, I think, is more noticeable for me playing so many board games. But I still feel like it's successful at what it does in being a digestible type of Arkham Horror game. And for that reason, I, I would give it a like a 7 out of 10. Um, I pretty much agree with you guys for the most part. It, it was beautifully designed, and you, you can tell a lot of effort was put into the game. It was successful overall. My 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 last final thought, though, like, and I and I feel bad like stating this because I want to focus on this game and like and my thoughts on it and everything is playing this game since it reminded me so much of Arkham Horror. I just felt since it was so unforgiving, I was just like, well, I'd rather play. Arkham Horror because it's just as unforgiving but it has a lot more strategy and it just I had more more fun overall playing a game like Arkham Horror first when comparing it to this and I feel bad doing that comparison but that's what I was thinking of when playing this game mm-hmm. uh, so you know even though it was successful overall I think my my final opinion and score would be a six and a half out of ten. All right we had like a little curve there six to seven well, uh, in that case, you know, I want to thank everybody else uh, for coming out today. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to play this game. It looked like looked like a lot of fun. So thank you guys for coming out, and thank you guys for, for everything. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. 